Hello and welcome back to In and Out the Locker Room presented by Capital Championship Wrestling. I'm Alyssa Marino, pro wrestling commentator and host of Let's Get Serial. She is the host of a wrestling gal podcast and CCW commentator Ella J. And of course, we're joined today by a simply magical guest. She's the conduit of karma, the good witch, and one of CCW's newest stars, Kaya McKenna. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Ella and Alyssa, for having me this morning. I'm really excited to chat. This will be so fun. Us too. We have a (laughs) lot to chat about today. First of all, how are you doing today? It's, It's been a long time, but I'm so glad that we're able to kind of reconnect with you. I'm doing good. I'm a little tired. We had we had some trips this weekend, so I'm a little bit tired from that, but I'm here and I'm ready to go. I had some coffee. I have coffee, so we're going to be okay. We have like good. the nectar of the goddesses. <laughs> Very true. So, well, we were saying it is it was such a delight to see the announcement welcoming you to Capital Championship Wrestling and while LJ and I have spoken with you in the past, we know that fans of CCW cannot wait to learn even more about you. So, you trained out of Black and Brave Wrestling Academy and at the end of 2021 you celebrated your first year in pro wrestling. So, congratulations. Hello. And, uh, One whole year, I survived. You did it. Now, now, before you even made your in-ring debut, you've talked in the past, you weren't really a stranger to the wrestling world. So I'm, I'm just sure that that moment still had its fair share of nerves involved. So do you remember what was your mindset like just before your first match? Well, you train and you prepare. And, you know, I started wrestling during a pandemic. So I was actually blessed with a little bit more time to prepare than normal, (laughs) but it gets to a point where you're standing there and you're getting ready to go through the curtain and you think everything has led up to this moment and you're panicking and you're like, I can do this though. Like, you know, you can do it. You know, you've been trained by the best. You know that you have everything in order. You know, you look good. You feel good. You're going to go out there and kill it. And you just you just have to go out there and do it. And like, once you're out there, like you don't even have time to be anxious because there's a million other things that you're, you're trying to focus on, honestly. But I do remember standing there at the curtain and being like, it's going to be okay because everything you've done has led up to this moment and it's, it's going to be fine. So just go. <laughs> you know. Well, you've certainly been go, go, go over the last year plus now. I mean, from a ring crew to managing to in-ring competition, of course, I feel like you've been able to touch a lot of different aspects of the wrestling world, especially in a short amount of time. So how do you feel like this background and, and knowing so many of these inner workings really help to enhance what you do as a pro wrestler in the ring? I think that with any job, it's important to know all the moving parts. It makes you better at doing your job. And that doesn't mean that you have to be able to do all of the jobs, but at least be familiar with everything that comes together to make the business successful, right? So not only are you a wrestler, but you have like promoting promoting duties. You have people who pull tickets. You have people who set up the ring. You have people who put chairs down, people who check the list of people that are going to be attending. You have people who do event security, make sure performers can get to the ring safely. There's so many moving parts. And that's not even touching on like your commentators, your ring announcers, you know, your... Um, your graphic designers, your video editors, your your um, production people, your sound guy, like all of this stuff, right? There's so many people coming together to put this production on. It's not just wrestlers and young boys. So it, to me, it's always been very interesting to learn about all these parts and how they all contribute to making the event and day successful as a whole. And I'm also, I just think that you should just, you know, know your coworkers because we're all coworkers, even though we all wear different hats and we all bring something to the table special and unique. So for me, that was one of the things that really motivated me to learn about all these different roles and all these inner workings on top of the fact that it just, I don't know. I just feel like, why wouldn't you want to know that? Why wouldn't you want to know everything you can about how wrestling works? And I feel like you're, you hit nail on the head. I mean, there are so many unsung heroes uh, within a, a production, within an event that goes on. So it's really awesome to not only learn that knowledge, but to give the appreciation for all aspects of this world. And it just shows, you know, the, the love and care that goes into it. So that's absolutely fantastic. Now, one element that I feel like is very much part of, of Kaya McKenna and of what you do in the ring is magic. So you have sprinkled salt for protection during matches. I mean, you, you taught me the proper pronunciation of athame at WWR plus and uh and you also host the witching hour spaces on twitter so how do you feel like the pro wrestling community has responded to you sharing your witchy knowledge and showing this really light and positive side of your craft 
So the thing is, is one of the things that was always cool to me about professional wrestling is having a character that people become invested in and they want to celebrate with this character and they want to cry with this character and they want to be angry with this character and they want to go through all of these emotions and experience that with this character. So the more I can extend to my fans, the more they're going to relate and hopefully be interested in what I'm doing. It's one thing to go out there and, and put on a crown and and play a witch right like we can all put on a costume and play whatever role we want to play in the wrestling world but to actually be what you are is a completely different thing and I think it makes you like more relatable and it humanizes you to an extent you don't feel as like far off in the distance or pie in the sky and like being able to build that connection and create that investment with people is what's always been super important to me so being a good witch it's like let me teach people about being a witch what does it mean to be witchy Why am I doing the things I'm doing when I go to the ring? If you can give context, it makes it all more special and helps you tell your story more effectively. And I mean, besides Twitter spaces, you've also (laughs) recently undergone a another hosting opportunity recently. You've been working alongside PWI editor in chief Kevin McIlvaney on the PW Indie podcast, which we're so excited about, by the way. Love it. So how did you get started with this project and how really has it been the experience been so far for you? It's been a great experience. I feel like Kevin and I are finally hitting our stride, which is good. You know, and you always start off, you're like, all right. Okay. We're good. Yeah. But um, what we, we noticed is there was a need, there was a need that we could fill. And with there being so much wrestling that's mainstream, just oversaturating everything these days, whether it be like, you know, AEW, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, like it's on every night of the week. And that was basically like filling all of PWI's communication channels. And the indies were just getting kind of bumped because they're just wasn't room, you know, like, let's be honest, there was, there's so much going on in the world of wrestling. And as fabulous as that is, it kind of shafted the Indies a little bit. So we're like, what if we took this podcast and we made it about not only independent wrestlers and independent wrestling shows, but other things that happen in independent wrestling. And we talked to ring crew people. We talked to weapon builders. We talked to photographers. We've talked to promoters. We've talked to, we have plans to talk to production people. We have plans to talk to like Um, ring announcers like we just want to touch on all these little DIY aspects of professional wrestling that sometimes aren't always at the front of things and it's been a pretty successful project so far I think people hopefully are into it and are enjoying getting to see a different side of independent wrestling that they might not be familiar with was it kind of like unusual for you to adapt to this new role as kind of like a co-host because it's it's different when you're out there like wrestling but to now kind of be behind more behind the mic and be a co-host of an actual podcast how was that transition for you nothing in this world is easy like i feel like we all sit and we're like oh podcasting that's got to be easy oh commentary that's got to be easy and then you go to do something like that and you realize it's a whole different beast of an animal to get your hands around so i think there was a little bit of a learning curve for me especially um kevin's obviously been doing podcasts for a while so he kind of took to it like a duck to water but for me there was definitely a learning curve And one of the things that I found that has helped me is to be a little bit more prepared when we have guests, like actually like have a, I have this notebook with these cats on it and I just write all my notes in it now. And that's really kind of helped me be more comfortable and less anxious. And also um, learning how to create a conversational vibe with people has been a learning curve for me because anybody can just write down questions and ask people an interview, but to get someone to kind of like ease and relax and feel comfortable speaking is a whole nother thing I've been learning in addition to creating time for people to speak and trying to keep people on track. Like some people, like you have the full information (laughs) out, they're not giving you anything. You got to dig. And then like other people, it's like, all right, like, okay. (laughs) How do we get here? Yeah. Like it's like, it's like hurting cats to an extent, but in a good way, it's fun. You never know what's going to happen. Um, yeah sometimes the conversation just flows one way sometimes you kind of just got to go with the flow I know me and Alyssa can attest to this too sometimes you just got to roll with it and then somehow get back on track but it's definitely like a learning curve definitely for sure but you've been doing great so far for what I've seen so but I mean that's not the only thing though that you have done for with PWI, I mean, after your first year in wrestling, you did rank number 499 on the PWI 500. So how do you think that this ranking only alone in your first year, how do you think you'll, you will better elevate yourself so you can keep climbing up those ranks? I think the big thing that people lose sight of when attempting to 
get ranked on the PWI 500. A lot of people, you know, try to kick around what it is. And I, and I honestly don't know how they rank it. I'm not on the committee. I have no inside knowledge onto that. But what I noticed in looking at the people who are ranked, it's more about people who put themselves out there and create visibility and engagement with fans. Like the more places you're going, the more you're interacting, the more content you're providing, like that definitely helps elevate you as a performer just as much as like having your match or winning a title. It's, it's definitely a visibility thing because you can be somebody who's having all these matches and winning all these titles, but you're not actually visible outside of a small little pocket of the universe. So creating visibility is a huge thing that I think drives that. And I guess my goal would be do things that make me more visible, go wrestle places I've never wrestled before, um, build my fan base, find new ways to interact with fans to make them like me, you know, like, and, and not dislike me. Um, you know, keep going to events. Uh, even if I don't wrestle, if I have a dead weekend, sometimes I'll pop over and I'll still help at GCW because I like to help, but I also like seeing all the fans that I've got, that I maybe not don't get to see that weekend. Right. So just creating to build these, like continuing to build these relationships, I guess is what I'm trying to say is build relationships, have good matches, put yourself out there and just grind, you know, and, and don't, don't stop. Don't get lazy. I put 35,000 miles on my car this year. That's insane. We're going to be, we're going to be touching on that because definitely the grind does not stop for you. Um, but, but in all it has been, you know, rather an unusual rookie year amidst the pandemic, but of course it hasn't been without these accomplishments like your ranking on the PWI 500, including showings at beyond GCW, AAW, and you had shared that your initial goal was to have a match on a show that was broadcast on IWTV. So nicely done. Uh, very low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, nicely done. Um, but, but what other goals are you, are you manifesting in, in the coming years of your career or, or even, you know, personally? I mean, honestly, like just continuing to like move forward, whether even if you're just inchworming along, as long as you're having forward moving progress, that's always good. Um, some of the things I really want to focus on in 2022, um, I would love to be on the PWI 500 again, right? So like just rank higher than I did last year. Like that's a very like reasonable goal. Um, wrestle like regularly, like don't go like a month without being out there doing something like wrestle regularly, go, go wrestle places I've not been before. I would love to like do Black Label Pro. I would love to do um, New South. I think that'd be so fun, right? I'd love to um, go out West, maybe do like West Coast Pro or something like that. So those are like some goals, you know, um, there's so much on the indies to do. I think a lot of people get like really caught up in like, oh, I want to be signed. And it's like, yes, obviously everybody wants to be signed and make the big money. Like that's, you know, if that's not a goal for you, I don't know, but you have to, you have to have like things along the way, right? Like if that's your ultimate goal at the top, you have to keep moving, like progressing yourself forward. And how you do that is by going to new places you've never been. Um, I'd like to win a title this year. I've never held a title. I know that's like a very aesthetic goal because it's it's just a title, right? But but I would love to do that. I would love to mark that off the list. I would love to participate in a tournament this year. I've not gotten the chance to do that. I unfortunately had to drop out of the Super 8 last year due to injuries. I know. So, I know, so heartbreaking. But maybe this year I can come back around and revisit that. So that's on my list as well. Um, I would love to have another match at AEW at some point. I would love to have a match at Impact. I Maybe at Ring of Honor with Women of Honor just taking any little opportunities that come down the, the pike to continue building my, my good witch realm per se. I mean, you are a good witch, not only in the ring, but at heart too. Like you said, you were talking about, that's actually like who you are. I mean, you are a real witch. You come from a family of witches too, as well. So we're really curious. Was there any like words of wisdom that you received as a child through the witch realm that you've been able to carry into your adult life? just to always be like very, very conscious of what you're wishing into the universe, even if it's like inadvertently. Um, my aunt, who's a very practiced, experienced witch, told me a story as a child I always remembered about a friend of hers who was a witch that used to call her dog a little flea bag, like as a joke, you know? And then the dog would always get fleas. And, and she didn't realize that like inadvertently she was speaking this into the universe. So just to always kind of like, be aware of what you're doing, be aware of what you put into practice, like always show kindness with your actions and your words and create good energy around you to be returned threefold. And, and just basically just don't be a jerk if it comes down to that, right? 
and just just to be aware be aware of like the impact that you have even if it's like something that feels insignificant and small you could be creating this ripple effect so I've always tried to carry that with me I don't know why that story is always stuck with me but it's just super insightful and it like makes you super aware I think that's super huge too, because, you know, intention is so important, but even when you mm-hmm. aren't intending, like our, our energy and our power is so much more than, than we think. So yeah, definitely. That is very, very wise words. Now I noticed too, in, in a few of your eight by tens and on social media photos that in your gear, you hold your hands in a certain position. Is, is there a significance behind that? I think that it's just like a welcoming position for divine energy, right? It's very feminine. It's very floaty. It's very soft. It's, um, it's not abrasive or threatening, right? It's very open and warm. And that's like the warmth I want to radiate on the people when they see those photos. <clears throat> and I mean, quite the exact opposite of warmth. I mean, you recently just went through a blizzard and it's been crazy up uh, here in, in like the Northeast East coast. It's been rough girl. I get you. I saw so like Emil <laughs> tweeted the other day. He's like, yeah, we jobbed out to a blizzard in Ohio. I'm like, yeah, we definitely did. I couldn't have said it better myself. He was hundred percent accurate. We That's like f- our crew. So it's like me, uh, Yoya, um, MLJ, uh, ref Adam Galt, and then we'll usually pick up Deppin in Detroit and tow him to Chicago. So it's like, that's been our little crew for that loop. And, and we just, yeah, we jobbed out the snow. Like that was, there's no other way to describe it. It was a mess. And I drive a Jeep. I drive a Jeep. So you know, it's bad. And I lived in Iowa for a little bit and I'm just like, you know what? Like, mm -mm." (laughs) no, Mm -mm. no, I think we should just go to Cracker Barrel and get some sleep. We're done. (laughs) We're done for the night. Oh, girl, I get you. We got a foot of snow here yesterday and it's and like the day before it was like ne- the real fill was negative 20 here in, in New York. It's been a rough weekend, to be honest like, with you. When we were at um Detroit this weekend at Harpo's, like it was cold and snowing. And I was like, oh, my God, we got to get these people in because they're standing outside. It's like, nope, those people were totally fine with that, I guess, because it's cold there all the time. Like, yeah. that. they're just like hanging out, smoking cigarettes, chilling on the side of the building. Like, yeah, we'll go in eventually. And I'm like... <laughs> I'd be like sitting there angry that I had to be outside for 10 minutes. It was that cold. Like, it, it's like probably, a, yeah, it's a mixture of being used to it, probably plus the excitement of knowing that they're going to see a dope wrestling show that's kind of getting through. That show was through. so good. Yeah. I've um, obviously been around for quite a few GCW shows at this point in my life, but that one was very phenomenal. I mean, Alyssa's over here sitting down in what, Florida? I, like, you girl. know, to be fair, <laughs> it is, it is quite windy. Um, it's, I'm, you know, it's a little chilly. Sorry. No, it's nothing, nothing compared, nothing compared to, to what you guys have been going <laughs> I through. I think it was <laughs> negative eight when we left Chicago the other night. And I was like, oh no, no, this isn't it. I mean, it's not good for witchy vibes. No, I mean, it it does make you kind of, in essence, like a road warrior, too, though. And I mean, driving along to all these different places, is there any certain albums or podcasts that get you through these long, sometimes cold trips? I don't really do a lot of podcasts in the car because, like, people just droning on, like, will put me to sleep. Um, (laughs) I I do podcasts, like, when I'm working in my house, I can, like, actively listen to it. But in the car, man, I'm just like, uh, yeah, Plus I mean, you, have, you have your crew that I'm sure is creating enough good conversation on those car rides too. So yeah, we do have, we do have good conversation because especially with the pandemic, like we're not all out as much as we used to be. So it's like usually a good three or four hours of the trip is just everybody catching up on all the, the news and, and the gossip and like, uh, you know, life happenings and stuff like that. And then, um, we'll, we'll listen to some music. Sometimes we have a lot of range cause you know, that's a very long trip. I'm a big rock person. I really like garage rock. I like indie rock. I love punk rock. So that's my little, I love metal. That's like my little pocket. Um, Sometimes we'll do some rap. Like we all try to find like something that like is different that we haven't listened to before and bring it to the trip to like share with other people. Like I found this um, metal band called Bloody Wood and they do like Indian folk music with death metal. And it's, it seems weird, but it's so wild. It's crazy. So like, I was like, oh, you guys have to listen to this. It's insane. And then there was like this Cambodian garage rock band we listened to. And I can't remember the name of it, but it was just like, it was from the seventies and it was just so sick. Like there's so much music out there. And it's incredible to me that people just like box themselves in with what's on the radio because there's literally so much out there. One time we did like Irish rap. We listened to Reggie Snow. 
he's incredible and it's just because we spend so much time in the car we all listen to so much music we always try to find different things and like bring new stuff to share with the group heck yes has there ever been okay i and and not to throw anyone under the proverbial bus but uh is there anyone in your typical car ride crew that you will almost always kind of like veto whatever they want to put on we're no, like, eh, we don't love we're this. All, we're all, this crew's pretty much on the same page. Okay. Um, I will, if it's something that's like loud, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to listen to some metal. Are you guys cool with that? Because sometimes people are like, no, dude, I have a headache. Let's, mm-hmm. let's not listen to Slayer today. But um, no, we're all pretty cool. One thing I found that was really interesting is we did ride with one person one time who shall remain nameless, but they, we were asking like, what do you like to listen to? Because like I, one of my jobs was in a record store. Like, I mean, I grew up around music. Like, I love music. I, I grew up at the skate park. I worked in a skateboard shop. All we did was listen to music, you know? It was a huge part of my upbringing. My dad plays music. My brother plays music. It's, I, I did a lot of work in music before wrestling. Like, that's where I get my event staff stuff from that I have knowledge to pull from. But she, um, this person was like, we were like, do you have anything that you really like to listen to? Like, what's your favorite thing to listen to? And I, I kid you not, they were like, oh, I don't know. I just listen to whatever's on the radio. And I was like, you don't have any preferences. Like there's nobody who just really does it for you. You know, like if somebody asked me that, I'm like, oh, I could fire off like seven bands that I just really like to listen to. But this person was like, no, no, really. I just put it on like, you know, uh, Kiss FM or whatever and roll. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, but I never, it never dawned on me that there were people out there that just aren't music people or like have no vested interest in like cultivating music that they really enjoy listening to, that they're totally okay with just, listening to whatever the radio feeds them and like that just blew my mind but I don't think it's wrong it's just like I didn't I didn't even know that was like a thing and I guess that's why pop music exists right there's probably more people like that that just don't care than people like me who enjoy discovering like weird Irish rap music but whatever (laughs) to each their own I think to to a degree but yeah it is really fascinating to realize that you know that some people aren't music people and Mm -hmm. that's it's just, it's, it's interesting, like, especially when you, yeah, and especially when you've been around it your entire life and it is so important. That's, yeah, that's got to be a little mind-blowing. way to cultivate a relationship yeah. with someone is if you can identify just one thing you both enjoy listening to. Like, you can start a conversation with somebody off of that, literally anybody. Like, you could probably walk up to John Cena if you knew something you'd like to listen to and have a conversation with him, like, very easily, <laughs> because it's like music is like the great, like it's the great uniter, right? It brings everybody together. Like everybody has music that you would hope they like to listen to. So to me, that's like a big networking thing. I always tell people, people are like, how do you, how do you network? How do you rub elbows? I'm like, dude, everybody listens to music. Like try to figure that out. You know, that's a great way to strike up a conversation with someone. Certainly is a universal language um, and, and very creative as well. And, and speaking also about some different creative talents uh, that you have shared, you also have a background as a graphic designer. You've created some really awesome merch. Uh, on your big cartel site, we've seen the Pug Moon tarot card image and the illustration <laughs> of yourself. But I was curious to know more about the most recent design, the triple scapegoat. What is the significance or the inspiration behind that piece? Oh, I love it. I'm getting right. I keep, I keep them right here. Am I this guy? Right. Yes. Um, So cool. I I just I love the idea of a scapegoat. It's um typically associated with like witches who practice satanic witches, which satanic practices. But the goat, the scapegoat in general, just becomes something that's very witchy and very cool. And I just like the idea of putting like the symbol of the goddesses on it, like and making it more like a feminine thing and giving it some a little bit of feminine energy, right? I'm sure you guys have seen the movie The Witches. Hopefully you have at this point. And there's the the little goat Black Phillip, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just my little spin on live deliciously. It's a really good design and wish that I could have that creative uh graphic design. I can't draw. I like metal too. Often. It's a little bit like it is. So I, yeah. I've noticed that a lot of my, my art has a lot of feminine feel to it and like curves and stuff. And I was also looking for something that might have a little bit wider appeal. So that was a big motivator for this particular design. And it was a little bit more like general gender neutral per se, that like many people might be drawn to this versus something that might exude a little bit more feminine energy. 
Yeah, I mean, of course. And I mean, you, uh, you've shared online too that art is kind of your best therapy. So I mean, besides graphic design and, and cultivating this energy, what other activities or pastimes do you consider to be good for your soul? Maybe it is music. Oh man, you know, I'm not actually super great at playing music. I've tried for years to become good at it. Um, I sing, not well, I don't care. Everybody has to listen to me anyways. I, I can play a little bit of guitar, namely like some Merle Haggard songs my dad taught me and then like Ramon's songs, just like real basic. I'm, I'm not very good, but so that's like the musical scape that I have. I, I love to sew. I'm really good at sewing. That's like an artistic avenue yeah. I do. I make all my gear. It's all made by me with my little witchy fingers and my little witchy sewing shop. So I do, I do that. I, I really, I like illustrations. So I like to draw a lot. If I have my say in projects, like I just want to do that. As far as art's concerned, I try to, um, that's like my big thing really is just like drawing and sewing. That's like my thing. I love that. Love that so much. Making crowns. Yeah, I was just about to say. (laughs) Making crowns, layering crowns. What else do I like to do? A lot of my hobbies are not computer oriented, believe it or not, because I do that for day work. So when it's my turn, it's like, I want to be outside or I want, I love to ride my bike. I'll ride my bike like 12 miles on the boardwalk. Bike riding is sick. Um, I love to skate. I love to go to the skate park and just like ride the bowls. Like I just, I don't want to be in the house. I love to fish. Like when it's warm outside, I love to go fishing. So those are like my hobbies. I just, I'm a really low key person. I know I have like this very loud personality and I'm very extroverted, but like, I get like, like I'm ready for people detox after this weekend. I need just <laughs> like, yeah. wait, keep, keep away <laughs> the, the bad vibes. Yeah. It's just, it's like, I need like an anti-bad vibe shield. But um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you give so much of yourself in wrestling, whether it be to the fans or whether it be like, even if you're just attending, like you have to talk to people. Like, oh my God, it sounds so horrible. You have to talk to people. But it's like, <laughs> it, it just, you know, and a lot of times like fans will share stories with you that require you to be very compassionate and empathetic. And like that, it, it takes a toll on your energy, you know, just being there for people. And, and that is part of the role. And I, I love doing that. I have no problem doing that. I love doing my Twitter space. I love the connections I have. But sometimes after a long weekend, I'm just like, all right, I just need to like unplug and just exist by myself. Yeah, I'm, get that that spray. For like two days. <laughs> just for like two days, no people. Yeah. Two days, no people, please. <laughs> just replenish my energy. I um there's this spell that my aunt taught me that like when you're feeling really like I know and anybody can do this. Like that's the thing that's crazy, is like a lot of people think like it's like this big, you know. But there's a lot of like small little spells you can do throughout your daily existence. And one of them is when you're feeling like you're drained or you've contracted a lot of energy from other people, whether it be like touching them or interacting with them or talking to them. Like if you have a job where you are constantly interacting with or touching people, right? You can, when you take your shower at night, you just like stand under the shower and you just let it pour over yourself. And you just imagine that the water is just like silver light bathing you, like the light of the goddess Selene, who's the goddess of the moon. And you tell yourself that water washes away the negativity and replenishes your energy. And you repeat that to yourself as you kind of just like flick water off yourself like this. It's like flicking away the negativity and like, flicking away all that energy you absorbed by osmosis and like kind of hitting reset. And that is like one of the most incredible rituals to practice because it just, it's meditative. It's peaceful. Like you just, you can see this silver, you can feel it. It's like very like refreshing, but warm. I definitely encourage everybody to try that. And the mantra is water washes away the negativity and replenishes my energy. Oh, I love that. And, it, and yeah, you're right. That is something that really, anyone can do and and wow that's my mom's a nurse so she works with patients all day and it's like she does it because it's like you know you're you're with people and it's it's a lot so yeah anything that you just need to reset you guys interview a lot of people it might help for you too I'm sure you're absorbing a lot (laughs) that way honestly like that's something I never really thought about so yeah I will uh very much look forward to trying that my next show yeah absolutely so um so, and, and to go a little deeper in your practice, you said that you channel a lot of, you know, goddess energy and divine femininity. How do you feel like women in the pro wrestling world have been making important strides in the past few years? And where do you think that there's still room to grow? I think the thing to remember is like, well, wrestling is wrestling. And I don't think wrestling should know any bounds or any gender. I think that people should be able to have matches together regardless of their gender. I think that people should be able to hold titles regardless of their gender, but I think there still is a space for women 
in wrestling, like for women's championships, like for women's promotions, like for promotions that every role is filled by a female, like there's definitely a space for that. So I'm wanting everything to be like evenly distributed. I feel like we still need to hold that special space for ourselves because women are amazing. We are powerful and the, the boys do it. So why can't we have our space? You know, like, and I just, to me, like, I love seeing spaces that are created specifically for women in wrestling and like championships that are specifically for women. I hope we never move away from that. I love, I love the idea of being a champion of women. Why would you want to hold a men's championship? Women are so much better. Like, T. I, I mean, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm like, I'm being a little bit excessive in that thought, right? Like, I think you like a world championship should know no genders right but like we focus so much on like wanting to be equal with men and I don't want us to forget how great we are we're already better we're already better because we're ladies and we kick ass you know that's just my take on it nothing against boys but you know (laughs) nothing against but let's you know continue to celebrate and elevate yes celebrate and elevate women yes a hundred percent Love this. It's not so, about being equal to boys or being being better than boys because, in my opinion, we're already better. There, there's nothing, yeah. you know. The most a, rule, boys drool. Yeah, like <laughs> number one rule. We all learned this in yeah. elementary school, yeah. right? Like, don't, don't like. I don't want to forget that yeah. in this yeah. giant conquest for equality. I don't want to forget how special it is to be female. If that Absolutely. makes sense. No, that. I hope that totally doesn't does. get like pulled out of context because like that was not my intent at all. But headline I, girl kaya mckenna special. says girls rule boys drool <laughs> fair enough there's your headline for the dirt <laughs> i just feel like feminine energy is so yeah. special in its own way that we shouldn't try to make it equal to anything else because it is its own special amazing thing that should be worshipped as is mm. Mm, that feels good now yeah. no now to continue on you you actually said on a wrestling gal podcast with the lovely ella j uh that you jot down words that come to you and you burn them as ways to manifest. Now, if you don't mind sharing, it's not too personal. What was the most recent word that you wrote down? Oh my goodness. So I haven't really done that spell in a while, but it's the new year. So it's a great time to do it. Right. So a good way to do this is you take, like, I usually use a cupcake wrapper. I had like little cupcake wrappers, wrappers, words. I had cupcake (laughs) wrappers that had little like witch hats on them from Halloween or whatever. I'm like, Oh, these are perfect. So I bought them just for the sole intention of not making cupcakes, but doing spells because I'm like that. And you take the little wrapper and you write like things you want to manifest for yourself in the new year, whether it be like success, championships, um, accomplishments, new promotions. Like if you want to, you want to manifest strength. It can even be like strength, courage, integrity, like those types of things. Right. So you write those on this little wrapper And then you hold it over a fire safe bowl or you can do it over like the kitchen sink and you just light it and whatever burns and is either whatever burns first or whatever's left at the end, like whatever the last word to go is, just remember that it helps you focus. Um, I love that little spell. I think it's fun. And then sometimes I'll like put that little piece that's left in like my gear bag to keep it with me at all times. Mm and manifest it. I am, I am the one wrestling with crystals in my bra. So, you know, you never know what witchy things I have up my sleeves. Never know. I'm, I'm very glad that you brought you up, brought that up because I legit started my own crystal collection recently. <laughs> I found myself on crystal TikTok, and now oh. I, pro- I probably have about 50 crystals now. It's actually pretty, it's That's pretty bad. So good. Crystals are a definite like safe way to get. Yeah. Into You're not and going to bring negativity onto yourself. With no, and it's, it's been really fun, like learning more about their properties and their meanings and like what is good for what. So I'm curious to know what have been your latest additions to your collection and which uh, crystals do you gravitate towards when you're manifesting specifically success or prosperity? Because there's a few of them. I love for protection. This is, I know that it's not exciting. This is anthracite. And I always get all my crystals cut raw. That's just something I I like personally. And I avoid towers. I don't like anything phallic. (laughs) I don't like anything male. I don't want any crystals. Oh yeah, we did like, talk about this. I don't we want any crystals that look like penises. That doesn't, yeah. that's not the energy I'm trying to attract. <laughs> Do you have any goddess bodies then? No, I don't. I just, really? I, I really like raw cut, flat, yeah. natural, like 
um, aesthetically pleasing shapes that feel good in your hand. I don't like sharp edges. I, I like it to be very like, very, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It just, like, this is tactile. the shape. Yeah, this is obviously the shape that calls to me. Like here's a citrine, right? Like this is the shape yeah. that calls to me. All of my stuff is in that shape. Like here's a peridot. This one actually came from a friend, but it's again in this shape. Like I just, mm -hmm. this is my shape. This is my shape. It might not be your shape, but this is mine. I always look for things in this shape because it makes me happy. But this is anthracite um, or as some people know it, coal. It's literally a lump of coal, mm -hmm. but it, it actually has a nice little, I don't even know if you can see a nice little metallic sheen yeah. on it, like a little <laughs> rainbow. It's very pretty. And it just kind of always guides you home and protects you. So I usually keep it in my car when I go on trips. And they say if you ever lose it, to be extra aware, because that means something is not good might happen to you in your travels. Mm. So I, I, this one, as a wrestler who travels a lot, I really love my anthracite. I keep it with me at most times in my car, usually on the dash. It's where I can always see it so I don't lose it. And I just, I think it's really cool because like a lot of people don't, Oh, cool. Ugh. You know, like it's not very, it's, it's not pretty. I think it's pretty. I love the sheen on it, but a lot of people like pretty like amethyst or like rose quartz or like, you know, turquoise or, or something that's very like aesthetically beautiful. And it's like, to me, this is just very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It does its job. It doesn't need to be any of that to do its job. And I just, I love it. I love it for that reason. It just is what it is. And it does its job very well. Anthracite. Yes, this is the one. I'll put it back over here. Are it's, you one with my, with my money frog? Oh, I mean, I love it. Now we have to talk about the money frog, right? Yes. Um, is it like this, green at adventure? It's a Chinese thing. It... So, um, I have um family history going back to mm -hmm. China, so it's special to me. This is Brutus, my money frog, and he has a little coin in his mouth. That the money goes through, and it basically draws prosperity into your home. You're supposed to set him on top of money. I currently have him sitting on top of my AEW pay stub from when I did extra work back in September to manifest more wrestling money for myself. And you put him on a podium so he sits up high and is very regal. And he just is supposed to draw money into your house. You can get money frogs from Amazon. They're great. They're so cute. And they're three-legged. The idea is the money frog is very greedy. So the money sticks to them. They love money. They sit on a pile of money. They have money in their mouth. They pull the money in and they don't let go. <laughs> Alexa's <away>. face. <laughs> like, That's the real secret, though. That's the real trick. <laughs> yeah, they're, I love they're, this. It's really cool. Um, I think everybody should have a money frog in their house. I'm taking notes. Right. I'm taking notes in this episode. <laughs> I actually have him sitting on top of a candle that's called "Burn the Patriarchy." I love it. Yeah. Are you That's one big energy? Just saying, <laughs> it it is literally. And are you one who charges your crystals? I don't know if you want to call it selenite or satin spar, but do you go along with that too? Do you have like a charging plate at all, or sometimes it's a wand, depending? Uh, I live at the beach, so what I like to do is take them to the beach and either oh. put them, dip them in the ocean to cleanse them, or bury them in the sand because it's kind of returning them to their natural state, mm -hmm. right? I know there are different ways you can cleanse crystals. Some people use like a sound plate. Some people use, um, some people use the moon to cleanse them. Yeah. But, but to me, I think putting them back in the earth that they came from is a great reset. Whenever you get crystals as a gift from somebody, you should always kind of reset them too, because I mean, I always do at least because sometimes people have good intention, think they have good intentions and it's like whack. <laughs> so <laughs> if you ever buy crystals, you should always cleanse them before you use them in anything. That's like one of the things to like witch talk, right? Or like crystal TikTok. Like this is like a big phenomenon these days. I am not super into TikTok other than just watching videos of hugs, but I know it exists. And one of the things that I always <laughs> caution people to is like, you don't necessarily know what you're messing with. Like, it's good to be interested. It's good to dabble. But like, there's so many times I see like misinformation on like TikTok and witch talk of like people like telling people to do stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, please don't do that. Like, no, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> like one of the biggest things, and I guess everybody's practice is different, but in most practices that I'm familiar with, at least and in my own practice of fey magic, you do not get high or drunk and practice magic. That's, that's, that's bad. Um, it's bad because it typically opens the door for you to serve as a conduit to like, um, spiritual parasites, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe like incubus or succubi or whatever other nasties are floating around on the other side of the realm to take advantage of you. And you, you won't even know. So, and then you could feel strife or you could feel stress and, and you don't know why. And like, maybe you've picked up a spiritual parasite from doing dumb you see on witch talk, but you shouldn't probably do. 
So I always caution people to like, be aware, consult with witches, or like even do your own research into stuff. Cause like a lot of it, the information's readily available on the internet from actual witches, like that will tell you like, oh, hey, yeah, you saw that, don't do that, that's not cool. So that's like the thing too, like don't, don't ever practice any kind of magic when you're not in a good headspace. Cause again, it just opens you up and makes you vulnerable. Like if you're feeling really depressed or down or sad, like that's maybe not the best time to open yourself up to the spirit realm. You know, there's a lot of nasties as much good energy as there's a lot of nasties that can take advantage of a vulnerable state. So just be cautious and, and be aware. And you should always just kind of be in a good mindset when you practice magic and not an altered mind state either. <laughs> so no, that, no that's my, my little witchy <laughs> advice, take it or leave it. Um, I always like people tell me like, Oh, I got high and I did this. I'm like, <gasps> like I cringe. Like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you, what? like I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but like, please do not do that. And then do magic. That's not good. That is no bueno. <laughs> No. Do that and paint. Do that and make music. Like, yes. Do that and food. Do not get high and do magic. It's not good. <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Write that down. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm oh my goodness. And you know, to me, like when somebody told me that originally, I was like, well, that makes total sense. Like, why would you yeah. alter your state of mind and make yourself vulnerable? But, you know, there are people that like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. You didn't even think of it. You're, you're totally innocent in it, but you are still vulnerable to this stuff. So like protect yourself, protect your energy, be aware, like, don't be dumb. Like don't do anything you're not familiar with. Like don't do anything that gives you a bad feeling. Like if you're unsure or feeling hinky about it, like, no, just stick to power <laughs> spells or my other favorite. This is so gross, but this is such a great spell. Um, I don't know if I told you about this. I can't remember if I told you about this on a wrestling gal or not, but we're, we're going to repeat it maybe. So there's another spell if you're trying to remove like a negative person from your life. We all have these toxic people that come mm-hmm. into our lives, whether they be like uh, relationships, like ex-partners, like just crappy people at work, like whatever, whatever family that sucks. Like we all have eliminate um, If you're trying to get rid of them, you can do what's called a flush away spell, which is where you take toilet paper and you wrap it around your hand and you write the name of the person that's being negative on the toilet paper. And then you proceed to wipe your butt with it and flush it down the toilet. I take all your energy, take all of your energy far away from me. And it actually is rooted back in when Native American witches would use um, like cow chips or animal chips to curse people. So it does have roots. It's not like, it's just a modern day evolution of it. <laughs> that anybody can do and it's very cathartic i've done it many times has it worked out for you it's great Mm. wow it's especially great during mercury retrograde when all of those pesky people who have like all your exes or people who have ghosted you start cropping back up because that's what mercury retrograde does it's like nope flush away go away bye Mm. this has been such an informative isn't that a great spell yeah gross but it works it's effective if it's effective then i'm not going to question it <laughs> pretty much you'll probably think i'm crazy this is why i don't really date anymore like i can't imagine like going on a date and, like talking to somebody <laughs> like that they'd be like uh, yeah i'm a head out like you must be me. eliminated <laughs> like i don't want to end up on a piece of toilet paper <laughs> oh be like God. it would probably be like a mix of like she's crazy i'm gonna leave or like she's crazy and that's super hot like because you know how people are right like yeah. yep <laughs> that's so good though kaya i mean you do fun? what you gotta do girl i mean you do what I'm you gotta do practical magic do. like you can do all the mm-hmm. fancy stuff and like spend all this money having a big altar it's yeah like, i don't have expensive fancy i don't have an expensive fancy altar i don't spend a ton of money on crystals or any like witchy stuff that's like overpriced and like just marketing ploys like it should be what makes you feel good magic makes you feel good buy crystals that you like that you like the shape of and you like the feel on your altar that makes you happy and brings you good vibes like there's there's no rules like in that sense you know I mean don't put like negative things like like don't put your tarot cards around stuff that is like indicative of death right like that's a common thing but but just have like do stuff that makes you happy like I found this guy walking my dog he's like an actual like preserved butterfly he was just on the road like this isn't that cool so I just put him in a little dish and I put them on my altar because he makes me happy. So like, there's no rules. Like you just do stuff that makes you happy. Like you don't have to spend a million dollars to be a successful witch, contrary to what TikTok tells you. <laughs> True. You I, I've gotten down that rabbit hole. Yeah. 
practical <laughs> spells. We're all about the shower spells and the flush away spells, things that things that don't require a lot of um things to be right and perfect for you to do. Cause like a lot of this stuff is really involved. Like if you're trying to do like scrying and stuff like that, it's like gotta be the right time, gotta be the right tools. It'll tell you if it's not the right time, then you better stop. Like there's a lot of like vibes to feel for and like energy to be aware of, but like simple spells always have a place and they're safe. I mean, and practical, like you said. Very practical. It, you can do a flush away spell on a rest stop. If you're on a trip with someone and they're aggravating you. <laughs> oh my God. Like, okay, Ohio Turnpike, let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. You sound like you've done that before, Kaya. Maybe once or twice. <laughs> Not recently, though. I've got a, we've got a good car load now. A girl We're doesn't cool. sip and tell. <laughs> I mean, teas are like, like, tea is magic, right? It's herbs, if you think about it. Mm, very Which is like tea. <laughs> Well, we're talking about like cleansing our souls and healing. <laughs> we've, we've moved so far away from wrestling. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're good. It, it leads me. Of course, you're talking you gotta about- Gotta get my gimmick over, brother. Ex- it's not a gimmick though. It's really who you are. No, that's, it, is, that's it thing. is who I am. That's the thing. I don't play the witch. I am the witch. You, you are the witch. Um, But you did recently also get the results of your shoulder MRI after injuring it last year, obviously took you out of the ECWA super eight and stuff like that. So can you give us any updates on your road to recovery? Uh, Yeah, I've definitely torn my rotator cuff in two places. (laughs) Um, It was expected. I've I've talked to some people. It seems like it could go either way, depending on the feedback I've gotten, but um, I go to the doctor tomorrow. So I'll have a better update. Stay tuned to Twitter. We'll let you know what the plan is. Um, Yeah, that's all I know. It's like, well, it, it, it could have been, I will say the, the results could have been way worse, but they also could have been a lot better. So, you know, it's like, we'll see. Um, I'm just trying to take care of it and not like rush back. Last time after I did this injury, I was back after four weeks, which was incredibly stupid of me. Um, but it, I was just, I didn't want to miss anything. Right. And now I've learned that if I don't take care of myself, it's just going to get worse. And it's going to, I'm going to eventually like my whole shoulder's just going to out and then we have to get a whole shoulder replacement and then I'll be out for like two years so let me just get it taken care of now before it gets really bad and terrible um and it's been tough but I'm very fortunate to have a lot of really good friends in wrestling that you know have invited me to come hang out to still help to still be there I, I know it was so great like I was supposed to be on restival did yeah, not happen yeah. with my shoulder injury but Drew still invited me up and had me help out and I felt like I was part of something and it gave me like a sense of efficacy that I really really needed after some hard weeks so very very grateful for Drew for allowing me to do that and um and even Brett like for allowing me to come tag along this weekend and just do small things that make me feel like I'm still useful because it's hard like especially when you're used to like doing stuff right like I'm used to being a road warrior and wrestling every weekend and doing CrossFit five days a week and now I just hang out and drink coffee and pet my dog so <laughs> still great activities but yes not what you were used to doing um, no it's it's been good it's been really good for my mental health you know we always talk about mental health is so important it's been good for my mental state to like just get out of the house and go do stuff even if I can't partake in it the way that I would like to I still get to be there and be surrounded around my friends and be encouraged and just like just knowing like like you always tell people people are like oh what happened to you what happened to you what happened to you but like this is the first time like somebody's come up and been like hey what's going on with this like what's or how give me an update you know and I'm like oh wow okay and then you realize like people really do care about you and they are rooting for you and they're in your corner and it's it's you need that sometimes you need that reminder like physically in person not just like through messages on twitter like you need yeah. like the, human, the real warm bodies making you feel like you matter definitely you do matter you are an incredible essential <laughs> part of of the pro wrestling community and and of course as we mentioned earlier we were so thrilled to see that you had joined the capital championship wrestling roster i know now, it's right by my house it's, it's right there my arm's obviously feeling better i can actually move it this way now right <laughs> it's right so, by my house she's been it's awakened. literally like 30 minutes from my house i never get to wrestle close to home so i was so excited and i can't wait to make my debut it's gonna be great yeah it's gonna even be so better literally I'm so excited like I was like I saw it and I was like I have to be a part of this like it's in my own backyard it's in my community it's gonna allow me to like bring wrestling like to my hometown because like being from from Maryland like there's not a lot of wrestling here there's not a lot of wrestling in Delaware like you know athletic commission probably has a lot to do with that but I love the idea to cultivate not only wrestling in the DMV but 
women's wrestling in the DMV because there's so much good talent from the DMV. You have like Willow Knight, well, Willow's from New York. Um, Trisha Dora, Janai Kai. I know Willow's going to be there though. You know, Jordan Blade, uh, Erica Lee. There, there's so many of us, for, like ladies from the DMV just repping so hard right now. Like we're like this little pocket and I think sometimes the DMV gets overlooked when it comes to wrestling, but it's, there's a lot of good talent there. There's like, and I, I'm so glad we're getting a, an opportunity to showcase that close to home because it's not like Philly or Chicago or New England, you know, there's not a bunch going on in our neck of the woods and we have to like claw. And like a lot of the times, like the girls from the DMV are the ones doing these seven and eight hour drives for opportunities that other girls only have to drive three or four hours for. So I just love that there's something in our own backyard that we can definitely cultivate and make our own. And certainly with such, as you mentioned, such incredible talent in the area and, you know, whatever the next couple months might look like, when the time does come, how are you planning to make your mark at CCW? Well, it's going to be big, I can tell you that, because I've been saving up all this energy and it's got to <laughs> come out somehow. And by the time I'm back, like at the end of spring, beginning of summer, it's going to be a lot of energy stored. I would love to just like, if I could actually find a way to just like throw my hands up and shake the whole building on my entrance, like that would be so sick, right? Like I love the theatrical element of wrestling and I really want to make a big impact with a story, if that makes sense. Definitely too. We're so excited. And of course we're rooting for you. Hopefully you get a good update on your shoulder. Obviously we'll know by the time this episode airs, people can yeah. definitely go look into Twitter to definitely see that update, but we're so excited for you to join this roster. And, and Kaya, no. thank you so much for taking the I'm gonna time. I'm going to come out. I'm going to see if I can come out to one of the shows while I'm healing, yeah. just to kind of scope out the competition. Your backyard. So like I know which way to cultivate my energy. So it's the most mm. effective when I do make my debut eventually. Okay. Very smart. Very smart. We're of course, we're so excited for you to be a part of CCW. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with us and some, some good tips some, some good <laughs> spell <Yes>. tips. <laughs> of course, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be linking all of your socials down below. So all the folks can stay up to date for you, but for our audio listeners, can you please share where they can find you online? Yes, I have Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Kaya MCK. So K-A-I-A-M-C-K. Um, I have Big Cartel, kayamckenna.bigcartel.com. I have stickers. I have pins. I have t-shirts. I have eight by tens. I'm working on beanies. Lord knows what else um, I might throw up there. I might try the spell kits again. I used to sell spell kits in my store, but like they didn't sell super great. And I was sad about it, but maybe I'll try that again now that I have a little more time on my hands. But yes, Merch It, Big Cartel. KayaMcKenna.BigCartel.com. And you can always see me around at Beyond. You can see me around at GCW. I'm usually on crew while I'm recovering. So please say hi and take pictures with me if you see me so I have content. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you so much for, for spending this time with us. Uh, to our friends at home, be sure that you're following Ella J at It's Ella J on Twitter and check me out a Wrestling Gal podcast with new episodes every week. And you can find me at AYY underscore Marino on all the socials and on new episodes of Let's Get Serial on Saturday afternoons. So for Kaya McKenna and Ella J, I'm Melissa Marino, and we'll see you again soon for the next edition of CCW's In and Out Locker Room.